Have you ever thought about missing Christmas, not being home, and what it would be like? Uh, here is a young father, and several Bible scholars seem to think that uh, Joseph may have been as young as 15 years old with a very pregnant wife, Mary, and they have to leave their hometown of Nazareth uh, to go register in Bethlehem because that's where Joseph's family's from. It's about a 65-mile journey, about five to six days walking. And, and when they come to Bethlehem, it came time for Jesus to be born. And being as young as Joseph was, I imagine he was little or no help in the birth. But since there was no room in any buildings, uh, I imagine there was no midwife available that Mary would have had uh, in Nazareth, her hometown. Verse 7 that we heard Donnie read reminds us that it was a lonely birth, born in a stable or a barn, where Mary birthed Jesus and then had to wrap him herself in swaddling clothes. So you can imagine it's a traumatic situation for such a young couple. And imagine the loneliness that Joseph and Mary were experiencing that first Christmas. Having Jesus in a strange place and, and in the outdoors. Ha have you ever been alone at Christmas? Away from your family? I have some pictures, and I know some of you have seen them, but 2009, I was uh, stationed in Iraq. And... Uh, on this first picture, you can see that this was me preaching the Christmas Day service. The next picture is us doing a candlelight service on Christmas Eve. The next one is the whole group of us together. And then I also got my picture in front of the Christmas tree with several of the uh, third, uh, third nation countries that were there working in our, our, our dining hall that they wanted a picture with the Christian pastor since they were Christians from their own African country. But it was an extremely lonely time as it is for a lot of service personnel that are over in Afghanistan or Iraq or Africa or out at sea that, that they're away from people that they, they know and love. And yes, I was surrounded by people in, in Balad and but they still weren't family. Just like Mary and Joseph, who have, may have had kinfolk in Bethlehem, and maybe Joseph expected his kinfolk to put him up for housing, but because of the crowd there for the census, the inns were all full. So the crowded town, they had the baby all by themselves, spending that first Christmas alone. He is born, and he is called Jesus placed in a manger because there was no room in the inn. He is born in a feeding trough, though He is the Son of the eternal God. And this birth splits history between B.C. and A.D. And it is the most important event in history. When Jesus shows up, though, there's no room for Him in the inn. Yes, I missed a Christmas at home and it was hard, but I had something to do. But in this story, we see someone who chose to miss Christmas. 
And that's the innkeeper. That innkeeper, he missed it even though it happened probably right on his property. It happened right in front of him. And he had to confront a pregnant woman and her husband and basically say, there is no room. Where the innkeeper's wife, if they'd let him in, she may have been able to be a midwife for this young pregnant Mary. But the innkeeper missed it completely. And let's get looking at this, but not be too hard on the innkeeper. He isn't the only one that does it. He isn't the only one that missed Christmas. Our culture sure doesn't want Christmas in public view. In 1963, the courts banned Christian manger scenes and Ten Commandments from public places. And systematically, over the last years, we have seen Jesus taking out of all kinds of different spots in our culture where he's not in the, in the state house, he's not in the schools, he's probably not in the workplace, and he's very seldom in the newsrooms. So much so that Jesus Christ doesn't even get to celebrate his own birthday. It's almost like it's no longer Christmas. USA Today declared Jesus Christ is no longer the reason for this season. Christmas is no longer about Jesus' birth. It has become a month-long party with friends. When you take a break, when you go on vacation, and more parents tell their kids about Santa Claus than the birth of Jesus Christ. And today's kids are more likely to learn about the story of Jesus' birth through a Charlie Brown Christmas cartoon than from their own parents. James Martin of the Huffington Post said, even though retailers owe their entire profit to Christmas, they treat Jesus as he is the one that should not be named. And what's happening is we're making no room for Jesus Christ. And you can say, you know, season's greasings, happy holiday, but we don't seem to be able to say Merry Christmas. But let's move past the culture and ask, why don't we personally make room for Jesus in our daily life? And I want to present some questions to you that we need to ask. And the first question is, why is it that they don't make room for Jesus in their heart? Why don't they make room for Jesus in their heart? We need to realize that our heart is a lot like the innkeeper's house. Just like your house has different rooms, like the innkeeper's inn would have, so your heart has different rooms. In your heart, you have a family room, and that's where you give time out of your heart for your family. And you have your work room, and that's where your profession and your, your, your vocational interests are. Then you have the bedroom in your heart, which is where you share that intimacy with your husband and wife. And then you have the dining room where you eat and fellowship. And of course, you've got the garage where you park your car, pile junk, and put trash. And, and if you're going to invite Jesus into your heart, then you're going to have to make room for him in your heart around all these other different distractions and places and things that occupy your heart. 
So what do you do to put Jesus in your heart? And what room have you given him in your heart? Obviously, the innkeeper was distracted and busy. So why don't we make room? Well, first reason is we don't make room because we don't pay attention. We aren't even aware when Jesus Christ shows up around us. You may not even be aware that God is around you all the time. And Jesus is in the opportunities that you didn't know. You just don't see him. Jesus is in the problems that you didn't know was coming. And problems allow God to show you His will and help you to grow. It may be words that other people say that is that reminder of God. But don't you see Him in them? And, and aren't you tracking them as a connection with God? Just like we don't see Jesus around us, how many times do people miss Jesus' name in Christmas carols when they're walking through the mall or hear Him on the radio when they hear, Come all ye faithful. Just like the rooms in the, the inn, we're full. There's not any room available. Like our hearts are already full. And your heart was made, did you realize that? That your heart was made to hold God. You were created by God and for God. But what happens is, is we fill up our life with other things and we invite others in and we give our heart out to other things to where there is no room for Jesus Christ. And the heart is filled with other interests and other values, other commitments, and other loves. And that leads to the second reason that we miss Christmas. And that is, they crowd their lives with other things. They crowd their lives with other things. It may be a good thing that's crowding your life, but they still crowd out God. See, we fill our hearts and lives and life with stuff. And it accumulates. We're like hoarders, if you think about it, in the spiritual world. Remember, your heart was created for God, and, and we o overlook this in our lives. And, and we miss it of putting God in our heart, and it can be tragic. Because if you don't have room in your life for the gifts God wants to give you, then you're missing something. Did you know that? Did you know that God wants to give you gifts? The Bible says every good gift comes from God. Relational gifts, emotional gifts, spiritual gifts, financial gifts, health gifts, career gifts. God has given you all of these. And if you aren't careful, you're going to miss it. Because God doesn't force you to follow His plan. Because God wants you to choose to love Him and to make room for Him in your heart and in your faith and in your love. And if you follow His plan, then you're going to get all those gifts. Or you can just go and do it your way because you want to be your own God. 
But how does that turn out for us when we try to be our own God? Not good. The results are broken lives, broken relationships, broken dreams. You miss the gifts of God by having your heart crammed with other things. Our, our overbooked lives, our overcrammed budgets. And we walk around and we find ourselves tired all the time. And that is why we need to simplify our lives, making sure we're keeping the important stuff. So God can give you fulfillment and enjoyment. So give time for God to work in you. As it says in Psalms, be still and know that I am God and let God do more in you. Like I said before, our lives can be full with good stuff, but that good stuff can still be distracting from God. Think about it. When we get so busy at Christmas, sending cards, cooking meals, buying gifts, that we don't have time for Jesus, that's bad. See, we're so busy with the preparation that we don't make the time for Him. We have to make time to get to know the Son of God at Christmas. Why do we have to make time to know the Son of God at Christmas? Because everything else you do isn't going to matter in eternity. Did you hear me? Everything else you do isn't going to matter in eternity. Your career, it won't last beyond your lifetime. Nor will your hobbies nor will your money and possessions and wealth. And God puts you here on this earth for the purpose of getting to know Him. And that, that lasts forever. And that's the greatest Christmas gift that you can be given to discover what matters most. It's getting to know Jesus Christ, putting Him at the center. You see, Satan knows if he can... If he can make you busy, that he can distract you. See, Satan often can't tempt you to be bad. And, but Satan doesn't care whether you're bad or good. Satan cares that you're distracted. And it doesn't have to be something evil that distracts you. Just as long as you pay no attention to the God in your life, Satan is happy. And the distractions, they can't be at the center of your life and God be there too. Because when it does, when you cram your life with career and finances and sports and, and, and civic organizations, <coughs> our lives fall apart. Our career and money don't matter. But if God's at the center of your life, then nothing can shake you. Because that can't be taken away from you. Because that is eternal. See, the third reason, the third reason we don't make room <coughs> is because we don't think we need to make room. See, we have a sense of self-sufficiency, don't we? Where we think we're doing fine on our own. Yeah, we may have a, a good life, and there is a, a sad truth here. That there is a better life available. And it's the better life that God can offer. 
but we don't think we need to make room for him, for God. And this is exactly what the innkeeper did. He said, no room. I've already sold out. I've made my money for next year. My rooms are full. And don't we do the same? No room for God. And do you know who your God is in your life? It's whatever you think about the most. Because what you think about the most, that's what's most important to you. And that may be your career, your family, making money, your hobby, or sports. It's what has first place in your thoughts. And many people don't want God because they think they are doing okay by themselves. And sadly, we think what we will do in life will make us happier than God. But when we make room for God, there is a result that is amazing. Because there are a number of benefits that come when we focus on God and when we don't miss Christmas. What are some of the benefits of not missing Christmas? Let me give you a couple of examples. The first is you connect with your Creator and your Savior. The first reason I should make room for Christ in Christmas is because I want to know my Savior. Eternal life is in Him. He came at Christmas to save you because none of us are perfect and we need Him as John 3.16 reminds us. It's how we become part of God's family. We believe in the name, His name, Jesus Christ, the name of His Son sent at Christmas. The second reason we want to open every room of our heart <coughs> is Jesus gives us purpose, peace, and power. Jesus gives us purpose, peace, and power. Think about it. These are three things God came to fill our lives with when we let Him into our heart. As you give Him more and more rooms of your heart, the more and more you give Him control, the more purpose, the more peace, the more power He gives to you. This works, giving all the rooms of your heart to Him. You see, we weren't made for money. We were made for meaning. You were made for more than a salary. You were made for significance. And with God in our heart, we have His peace. A peace that has nothing to do with the circumstances that are going on around us. And that can't be taken away. Jesus Christ gives us a peace that passes all understanding. And it's a peace that you can, can have even when everything is falling apart around you. That peace that only God can give. God's gift to you is His peace this Christmas. Whatever you worry about reveals the rooms of your heart that haven't been given to God. Because whenever Jesus Christ walks into a room of your heart, Jesus fills that room with peace. 
So if you have worries and you're anxious and upset about something, turn that room over to Jesus Christ. Don't miss the biggest blessing of Christmas. So open up your heart to God and not just the Sunday part, the Sunday room. Don't hold back your sports or career or family room part of your heart. Make room for Jesus Christ in all your heart. And beware of the busyness. Don't run on empty spiritually this Christmas season. Receive Him and fill the rooms of your heart with what matters most. Answer His knock on your heart and invite Him into your heart. Let us pray. Lord, as we gather here this morning, we just thank you that you're a God that is there. Help us to be people that do not miss Christmas. Help us to be people that understand that, that our heart needs you in it. And don't let things crowd us out. And don't let us think that we got it all together and don't need you. Let us understand the benefits that came to us during this Christmas season. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.